Good evening. Happy Sabbath sa lahat ng ating mga minamahal na kapatid. Sumusubaybay na gustong lumago, tumibay sa pananampalataya. Praise God. Purihin ang Panginoon sa ating mga minamahal na kapatid. Thank you, my brother Wesley and the whole group for that special number for the glory of God. And kung saan panigman kayo ng mundo ngayon, greetings in the name of the Lord sa pangalan ng Radical Reconnections at Power of God's Grace Ministry, tayo ay pinag-isa ng Panginoon. Bihira po mangyari yung mga ministries na nag-join as one. Kasi sa ating napag-aralan as spiritual gift, sa spiritual gift, walang competition. Ang meron lang is complement with one another. Kasi yung gawain na ginagawa natin is God's entrusted responsibility. For the church, the people of God to be established in the truth as it is in Christ and to witness the power of the gospel to a dying world. So purihin ang Panginoon. Salamat sa mga kapatid sa leadership, sa mga nag-organize nito at sa patuloy ng mga anak ng Diyos na gustong ma-equip ng katotohanan para sa hindi lamang sa ikalalago, kung hindi sa ikatatapos ng banal na gawain ng ating Panginoong Yesus. So ngayon, ito yung ating magiging Feast of the Word ngayong gabi. Biblical Prophecy In the light of the everlasting gospel, pag-aralan natin ngayong gabi, ito yung pinaka-last event na kasama pa si Satanas at mga unbelievers dito. Involved pa rin sila sa great controversy. Ang, ang topic na ito ay ito yung tinatawag na the day of atonement. So pag makita nyo itong the day of atonement, Matagal na ito ibinigay ng Panginoon, ipinagkaloob ng Panginoon sa kanyang bayan. Medyo na itago lang. May mga gumagamit. Kaya kung titingnan nyo ay medyo basag-basag na rin yung doktrinang ito. Kaya sa pag-umpisa, tayo po ay manalangin. Dakila po naming Diyos, sa manaming banal, sa oras na ito ay muli kaming lumalapit. Sa inyong banal na luklukan ng biyaya upang magpasalamat, magpuri, magsamba sa espiritu at katotohanan. Higit sa lahat, thank you Lord for once again, you, allow, you invited us and you allow us to enter into your rest. The Sabbath rest that gives us the knowledge and recognition that you are our God our Lord, our God, who created the heavens and the earth, who created us and provided us everything that we need. We fall into sin. You never left us, but you redeemed us through your son, Jesus Christ. This moment, we submit ourselves unto thee, even myself, to commit and recommit myself unto thee, to be a channel of your light, your blessing and understanding especially this precious truth about the atonement, that the presence, 
the reality of the Holy Spirit, we will not only feel, but we will know and acknowledge his presence, that he is the one who guides us into all the truth, the truth as it is in Christ, that we may experience freedom from the deception and the lies of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for granting us all our prayers. May you continue to bless all those who are joining us in whatever platform, those who will be joining, that your name will be glorified and vindicated. For all these things we pray, we thank you, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. The Day of Atonement. Ano itong Day of Atonement? Dito ito, ito yung pinakamahalagang araw doon sa panahon ng Israelites hanggang ngayon. So titingnan natin, ito yung ating pag-aaralan, pagpipiestahan sa oras na ito. May gabi dyan sa Pilipinas, madaling araw sa California, hapon siguro sa Saudi o magsasabat na doon sa... Hindi, ah, ang sabat sa Saudi ay mga 11 pa dito. 11 or 10 o'clock dito. Kasi in-invite nila ako doon one time. Canada, whatever place, yung message ng Panginoon ay lumilipad sa hangin o sa bisaya sa kahanginan pinapaabot ng Panginoon ang kanyang pagmamahal na nagdadala ng kaligtasan patungo doon sa huling mensahe ng ating Panginoon na tayo ay maihanda sa pagsalubong sa darating nating manlalalang tagapagligtas sa serdote kaibigan at hari ng mga hari Panginoon ng mga Panginoon ngayon dahil luma na ito by the grace of God Rinibibe niya ito sa atin kasi natakpan na ito ng matagal ng panahon. Hindi na ito uh, pinag-uusapan gaano. So it takes the grace of God. If we have a living relationship and connection through the vine, all doctrines in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, we have to look at it from the light that streams from the cross of Calvary. At lahat ng doktrina, lahat ng Uh, teachings, 28 fundamental beliefs na pinagkaloob ng Panginoon sa atin, magkakaroon ng buhay kasi konektado ito sa source of life. Para yung basket, binigyan tayo ng Panginoon ng 28 baskets. Pag basket lang yung binigay natin sa Panginoon, walang value yun. Pero yung basket na may tinapay, nandun yung tinapay ng buhay, doon magkakaroon ng value sa mga tao yung ibibigay natin ang basket na may tinapay. And the only bread that we have is Jesus Christ. So with all the 28 fundamentals belief, fundamental beliefs, if we want to share it with life, we have to put Christ in everything that we study. That's what it means. We study everything in the light of the cross, including prophecy. So in the prophecy, hindi lang tayo magtutukoy tungkol dun sa mga, mga dates and events. Si Jesus mismo ang bida sa pangyayaring ito. Amen? So, pinakamahalaga, pinaka-importante, doon sa mga English speaking, the caption is English, so you will understand. And the Lord, uh, the Lord is the one who will give you understanding. I want you to open your Bibles to... First, Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter two, verse seven. 
This is what Paul says. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Consider what I say. Si Paul ito ha. Kinote ko lang siya. Consider what I say. And the Lord give you understanding. Understanding how many things? All things. Who will give the understanding? The Lord. Understanding in how many things? All things. So what do we do? We consider what the Bible says. Okay, so the most important feast in Jewish calendar hanggang ngayon, kahit dito sa New York, ang tawag nila yan, Yom Kippur. Holiday talaga yan dito. Involve lahat ng mga tao. Ang tawag nila dito sa Day of Atonement is Yom Kippur. It was and is still important to the Jews sa dalawang uh, uh, reason, dalawang dahilan. Number one, they look on the Day of Atonement as the solemn day of judgment. Sila naintindihan nila yung judgment, naririnig nila yung judgment, pero hindi sila nakaka-connect. Kaya umuwi pa rin yun sa legalism. Tayo ganun din. Pag hindi tayo nakakonek sa living vine, lahat ng katotohanan ng salita ng Diyos, walang buhay sa atin and it will only produce fear. Either fear of punishment or desire for reward. Reward of the stars in our crown. Lahat yun puro polluted ng self. That's why we need to connect this in the light of the gospel in the light that streams from the cross of Christ so that when we are connected to Jesus Christ and him crucified the last day prescription that God is giving us through the ministry of radical reconnections we can identify we can acknowledge we can detect that Christ himself through the presence conviction of the Holy Spirit hindi tayo malilito. We will not be deceived. So number two, it was the culmination, the ending, the finality of the ritual services of the sanctuary, which means this is the picture of the end of the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Kaya dito maliban doon sa, sa sa judgment sa investigative judgment na kung saan if we if we every time we preach investigative judgment or pre-advent judgment we produce a lot more people converted joining the church because of fear it is because we don't present it give it to the people feed it to the people from the word of god in the context of the gospel. So pag may time tayo next time, we're gonna study the judgment which is good news for all the believers and even to the world. So beside vindication of the saints dito sa investigative judgment or pre-advent judgment, ang layunin itong day of atonement is also to vindicate God's holy and righteous name. And eradicate, take away, tatanggalin lahat ng mga pagdududa, lahat ng mga confusions. Yung, ano nga confused sa Tagalog? But anyway, confusion, alam nyo na yan. About the sin problem. Yung bang 
Ano kaya maligtas ako? Lagi pa naman ako nagkakasala eh. Ano kaya eh gitinanggap ko na si Lord para tuloy pala ako nagkakasala. Hmm. Tama kaya yung ginawa ng Diyos? Tama kaya yung ginagawa ko? Lahat ng confusion dito kasi nandito pa yung sin problem. So in this day of atonement, it will vindicate God, His holy name, His righteous name, His temple, His sanctuary, everything. And to take away, eradicate confusion about the sin problem on how God deals with sin problem. When the day of atonement is accomplished in reality, in actuality, at the time, Satan and his angels, along with those who willfully, deliberately refused The gift of salvation in Jesus Christ will be destroyed forever and God is not pleased in the death of the wicked. Kaya napakahalaga na maibalik natin lahat ng mga teachings ng Panginoon na pinagkaloob at pinagkatiwala sa atin in the context of the everlasting gospel. That everlasting gospel is the plan of redemption initiated by God before the foundation of the world, promised right after the fall, fulfilled in the holy history of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ by His miraculous birth, perfect life, sacrificial death, and glorious resurrection, and will be realized when Jesus comes, which is just around the corner. So God then will bring, create, the new heavens, and the new earth for the saints. Hindi ko kayo nakikita, pero pwede kayong magtaas ng kamay nyo, itatanong ko lang ito sa inyo, at maging honest kayo sa inyong mga sarili. Titingnan ko kung meron tayong connection. Dito sa, sa, sa mga nananood, pwede nyong itaas yung, pwede kayong mag-thumbs up. Titingnan ko lang ha, kung talagang nagkikaintindihan tayo. To those who are um, Speaking English, I just want to have a question. Please prepare your your reaction says in the in the Zoom reaction, and then if you say yes, please put put thumbs up, okay? To put thumbs up after I ask the question. Are you ready for the question? Who among you here? Sino dito sa inyo ang excited ng makita na bumababa yung New Jerusalem? Tingnan ko nga kung meron kayong reaction. Yung excited na excited ha, makita yung New Jerusalem bubababa. Patingin. May nagtaas. May nawala. Yung mga wala sa Zoom. Bahala na kayo kung anong reaction ninyo. Okay? Liliwanagin natin ito. Ang ibig sabihin nito, kaya kayo nagtaas ng kamay. Kasi ang iniisip nyo na excited kayong makita, hindi yung New Jerusalem yung second coming. Kasi pag nakita natin na bumababa yung New Jerusalem, ang ibig sabihin nun, nasa labas tayo ng Jerusalem. Naintindihan na natin mga kapatid? So napakahalagang paganahin natin yung isip natin habang nakikinig tayo. Kaya maraming madideceive. Dahil habang nakikinig tayo, sinasama natin yung preconceived mind natin. Okay, so ngayon, pag itatanong ko ulit, gusto nyo makitang bumaba yung New Jerusalem? Hindi na kayo tataas. Bakit? Naintindihan na natin. Sa elevator, pag nakita mo bumaba ba, umakit yung elevator, ibig sabihin nasa labas ka. 
Kita niyo mga update. So excited tayo, tiyak ako, sa buong puso ko, with all my heart and spirit. We are all excited to see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory. Alam niyo kung kailan yan? He is already approaching His movement. He is coming. Hindi na soon. Mismo, nandyan na yung galaw ng Panginoon. Ginigising na niyo yung bayan niya. Diyan tayo maging excited. So out of this excitement na magiging ma-realize na natin yung full blast of this salvation that God provided in Jesus Christ, doon we will share the gospel. We will witness the gospel. Not only by preaching and teaching, but in the practice, the way we live in everyday life. So, okay? so excited kayo sa second coming. Sa third coming, pagbaba ng New Jerusalem, excited pa rin tayo, pero hindi manonood. Okay? So yun lang ang ibig kong sabihin na sa ating pag-aaral, kailangan din, meron tayong nandyan yung Bible natin at pinag-iisipan natin, ina-analyze natin yung ating mga pinag-aaralan. Alam kong hindi natin kagad makuha ito, kaya pwede nyong reviewin ito. Lahat ng mga, mga pag-aaral natin, kahit sino nagtuturo, reviewin natin para alam natin na ang tinuturo galing talaga mismo, direct from the Word of God. Laging kasama itong high priest sa kadalawang kambing dito sa the Day of Atonement na topic natin. Sa pag-aaral natin na ito, mga kapaters, mga kapatid, mga minamahal kong banal, mga anak ng Diyos, sa ating pag-aaral na ito, titingnan natin, susuriin natin ano ang kahalagahan ng dalawang kambing dito sa pinakahuling uh, yugto ng seremonya na nangyayari doon sa Sanctuary in the Wilderness na ibinigay ng Panginoon kay Moises. So dalawa ito. Una, ano itong rinerepresent dalawa, ng dalawang kambing? Sasabihin natin, ah, si, alam na namin yung Bible si, si Jesus at si Satanas. Okay, very good. Sandali lang. Bakit naging kambing si Jesus? Di ba tupa si Jesus? Bakit kambing? Ah, ngayon, yung isa si Satanas yon. Kung si Satanas yun, bakit blameless? Bakit walang dungis? <laughs> so dito, pag-aaralan natin to At pangalawa, ano ba talagang layunin? Anong issue? Bakit meron pang Day of Atonement? Itong Day of Atonement, it points to the end of the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Ngayon sabihin nyo, Christ and Satan? Hindi si Kristo yung nauna sa ganun. Pero alam ni Kristo yung pangyayari na pag-aralan na natin ito, universal sin problem, paano at saan nag-umpisa yung kasalanan. Although nangyari yun doon sa langit, pero hindi sa langit mismo na doon sa luklokan ng Diyos, kundi sa, sa puso, sa budhi ng isang linalang ng Diyos na pinagkatiwalaan niya na maging pangulo sa lahat ng mga anghel. Okay. Yan. So, anong nakikita niyo dyan mga kapatid? Tulay na malaki. Bakit may tulay na malaki? Oh, para makadaan yung mga truck. Tama yon. Pero tulay na malaki kasi malaki yung puwang. Malaki yung distansya ng dalawang bundok. Kaya pag tinignan mo yung truck na tumatawid dyan, na walang tulay, hindi lang siya hindi mak kadaan pero pag pinilit niya na tatawid talaga siya by its own way engine built kung paano siya na built 
hindi siya design dumaan dyan sa mga bato-bato at bumaba. Mangyari na pag nahulog yan, para siyang lata na ginamit sa tumbang preso at inapak-apakan, patay talaga. So ngayon, yung gobyerno pumagawa, nagtayo ng tulay para makatawid ng maayos yung mga kailangan tumawid at dadaan. Ganon ang ginawa ng Diyos kay Kristo para sa atin. Kaya siya yung naging daan. Siya yung naging tulay. We have been, uh, Jesus is the way and we have been reconciled. So titingnan natin anong point ng dalawang bundok na may tulay. So yung word na atonement, yung katagang atonement, ito ay kombinasyon ng tatlong kataga, tatlong words, pinagdugtong, joined together at one meant. Meaning, reconcile or reconciliation. Sa Romans chapter 5, verse 11, puntahan nyo mga kapatid, titingnan natin yung mga verb tense doon at ano yung na-accomplish doon ng pang ng Diyos para sa atin. Romans chapter 5, verse 11. Let's start from verse 10. For if When we were enemies of God, in a sense na tayong nagrebelde sa kanya, God never treat us as his enemy. Pagdating nga doon sa langit eh uh, ang tawag niya doon sa mga taong tatanong sa kanya, bakit may butas yung kamay mo? Ang sagot niya, nangyari ito sa bahay ng aking mga kaibigan. Hindi niya sinabi bahay ng aking kaaway. Kasi wala naman talaga siyang kaaway eh. So dito, for when we were enemies, Romans chapter 5 verse 10, we were past tense lagi no? We were reconciled to God. How? By the death of His Son. Kay Kristo lagi tayong much more. Kung ano nangyari kay Adan, whatever happened to us with Adam, in Jesus Christ, we have this word, much more. Sobra-sobra. Much more. Being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. By the perfect life of Jesus Christ. Hindi yung performance natin. Wala pwedeng i-contribute yun. So anong ibig sabihin nito? Huwag na tayo magduda kung maligtas ba tayo hindi. Tanggapin na natin ito para pag nalanasan natin yung surety, assurance of salvation, we have joy in our hearts, peace in our minds, tiyak ma-effective ang ating witnessing sa buhay. Kasi hindi ka pwede magsabing kain ka ng kiwi kung ikaw mismo hindi ka pa nakakain ng kiwi. Anong kiwi? Panlinis sa sapatos? Ibon o prutas? So, merong confusion doon. Liliwanagin anong kiwi yung sinasabi mong kakainin. So, much more we are saved. Being reconciled shall be saved by His life. Verse 11. Hindi pa sapat pala yung na-reconciled tayo. Hindi pa sapat yung ligtas tayo sa, sa pamagitan ng buhay ni Kristo. And not only so, but we also joy. Ah, o kasama itong joy of salvation, mga kapatid. It's the... Gospel of Jesus Christ involved in the experience, the joy of salvation, joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement, the reconciliation. We received the reconciliation. This is worldwide. Sa mundo, when God gave His Son, not land, but gave His Son to the world, we received it already objectively. At the time na narinig natin yung message, 
and we say yes to that, doon magiging experience na natin yung magiging reality na sa buhay natin. Yung universal justification becomes individual experience. So dito, papasok na ngayon yung at one man. Minsan pa tayo'y pinagbalik loob. Ano bang nagpahiwalay sa atin? Isaiah 59 verse 2, It is our sin, it is our transgressions that separated us from God. And it is the blood, the perfect life, the death of Jesus Christ that reconciled us once again to a holy God. Amen? So you are all reconciled. The whole world has been reconciled. But they don't know. So they need to know through us. Hindi tayo pwedeng magmayabang ng denomination natin. We cannot boast our denomination. Tanggalin na natin sa isip natin yung tayo lang ang ililigtas para mawala din yung sa mga iba. Tanggalin na natin yung competition, yung negosyo ng ating simbahan na promote, promote, promote. Hmm. Tuwing Sabado meron tayong promotional talk. Bakit? Kulang ng driving force eh. But if we understand and encounter the truth, the reality of agape, the power of God's transforming amazing grace, no more um, promotional talk because we are constrained by the love of Christ. Okay, so yan naman. Sa China naman ito. Parang ganun din yung, yung <clears throat> magkaibang picture pero yun din ang, ang ibig sabihin. Mahirap. Kailangan mag, merong uh, connection. Kaya yung ministry na kung saan tayo idinugtong ng Panginoon is radical reconnection. Oh. Yung word na atonement, ang ibig sabihin nito, hindi lang reconciliation, kundi removing, tanggalin, removing any barrier that has caused the separation of two people or two parties. Thus, bring them together once again. Therefore, when this happens, they have been reconciled. Pag tinanggap na yung, pag tinanggal na yung alitan, we have been reconciled. So pag ginamit ito sa theological aspect na term, the word atonement refers or points to the expiating or removing our sins. Kasi yung sins natin ang nagpa-separate sa atin ng Panginoon. Yung Panginoon hindi nag-separate, siya nga yung humahabol sa atin eh. Mamaya makikita natin, paano tayo habulin ni Lord? Ano ba tayo? Ano bang nandito sa atin? Ano bang, Lord, ano pang gusto mo sa akin? Mahilig tayo sa ganyan. Hmm. Ay wala naman siyang ma-benefit sa atin eh. Tayo, pag naghahabol tayo sa isang bagay, sa isang tao, kasi may, may, may mapapakinabangan tayo. Ang, ang Diyos, walang mapapakinabangan. God doesn't profit anything from us, but because He is agape, He is running after us. Iiwanan niya yung 99 para lang maligtas kahit yung iniisip ng iba. Ah, walang value yun. Kasalanan niya yun, nawala siya. Sa Panginoon, hindi. God is not imputing or charging any sin against anybody. But He has to He has to deal with that sin so that He can reconcile kahit isang nagkasala lang yan. So removing of our sins which has separated us from a holy God. Wala dito, but I want you to open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 
ito laging ginagamit natin. We always use this verse, Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwritings of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out the way nailing it to the cross. Please, brothers and sisters, consider, consider this verse. Alam nyo kung paano natin pinipresent ito? Nakita lang natin yung handwriting of ordinances. Inapply na kaagad natin ito sa writings ni Moses. Para lang patutuhanan na hindi ipinako yung Ten Commandments. At ang dahilan nun, para maprotektahan natin yung Sabbath. The truth will stand by itself. So paano magtayo yung truth by itself na hindi pala Ten Commandments yung ipinako? Kasi number one, ano bang kasalanan ng Ten Commandments? Bakit ipapako? Tayong may kasalanan, yung Ten Commandments ang ipapako. Tayong may kasalanan, si Kristo ang ipapako. Mali na kaagad. No law will allow to transfer, to transfer the guilt of the Father to the Son, nor the Son to the Father. Neither the righteousness of the Father to the Son. So umpisa natin ito mga kapatid sa verse 11. Para makita natin yung reconciliation from the truth of the Word of God, maintindihan natin yung message of the cross na uuwi doon sa Day of Atonement. Kasi sa Bible, dalawa yung atonement. Atonement na nangyari doon sa cross and the Day of Atonement doon sa sanctuary. Kasi ang sanctuary, dalawa yan, di ba? Eastern part, outside of the temple and inside of the temple. Every day nangyayari yung atonement doon sa Eastern Square, sa altar of burnt offering. Yearly, once a year lang mangyayari yung Day of Atonement. So meron tayong The, the, the atonement and the day of atonement. Basahin natin mga kapatid. Verse 11, Colossians chapter 2 verse 11. In whom you are also, you are circumcised with circumcision made without hands. So meaning, yung circumcision na nangyari sa atin made without hands. May nangyari na sa atin na hindi sa kamay. No human devising, no human contribution. Yung pagtuli sa atin. Tuli in the Bible, Jeremiah or wherever, circumcision is taking away the unbelief. So ngayon, para makakonek ang Panginoon sa ating natural mind, ginawa yan sa physical act of taking away the foreskin sa mga lalaki. But applying the truth of this is taking away of our unbelief. So putting all oh, here, in whom you also, in whom si Jesus ito, you also circumcised, tinuli tayo ng Diyos, doon kay Kristo, hindi sa mga tao, gawain ng tao, but putting off the body of sin and all of sin of the flesh by the circumcision of Jesus Christ. Pag sinabing by the circumcision of Jesus Christ, by the act of Christ, removing sin from us. Nakuha niyo mga kapatid, ulitin ko kasi mahalaga ito. Para maintindihan natin yung verse 14, na hindi tayo nagbibigay ng Bible study na alachamba, proved text. Nawawala tayo eh, walang power doon kasi hindi tayo connected. Meron ka magandang bulb, hindi connected sa kuryente, Mananatiling bulb yan. So, putting off the body of sin, sins of the flesh 
by the circumcision of Jesus Christ, by the act of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 12. Buried with Him in baptism. Ah, pinag-aralan natin yung baptism. Ano nga yung baptism? Ililibing. To bury. So, buried with Him. Kasama pala tayo na naman. He was not buried instead of us. We were buried with Him. Wherein also you are risen. Oh, binuhay na, binuhay na maguli. Binangon with Him. So we were buried with him and risen with him through the faith of the operation. This is God's movement. This is God's act of redemption doon kay Jesus Christ. Operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Ang ama ang gumagawa nito, ang ama ang nag-execute nito, ang nagsasagawa nito, and who hath raised Jesus Christ from the dead, kasama tayo doon sa kamatayan at pagkabuhay na maguli, dito pinapakilala na ang Diyos mismo ang nagbangon sa Panginoon, kasama tayo doon. Verse 13, And you, being dead in your sins, sino yung mga patay sa kasalanan? Tayo. Kausap niya dito yung Colossians, ng mga believers, kasama din tayo ngayon, extended tayo dito. And you being dead to sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning by nature we don't believe God, hath quickened together with Him. Binuhay niya tayo. He gave us a new and living way of life in Jesus Christ. He made us alive. He quickened us together. Yan yung binasa natin sa Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 to 6. Dito pareho din kasi itong sulat ni Pablo sa lahat ng mga churches at mga personal letters, review na ito lahat sa kanyang itinuro, pre-niche. Kaya inulit niya ng ibang terminology pero nandiyan pa rin yung mga key words kagaya ng quickened us, buried us, yung word na with him. Hmm. So titingnan natin, you, you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, God hath made us alive or quickened together with him having having forgiven you all trespasses oh pinatawad daw kayo dito inaddress ni Paul yung yung mga Colossians pinatawad kayo sa inyong mga pagsasalangsang sa lahat ng pagsasalangsang paano sila pinatawad sa lahat ng pagsasalangsang doon sa kamatayan ni Kristo kaya nga siya linibing dahil patay na siya. Kaya tayo binabautismuhan at ilulubog sa tubig dahil patay na tayo sa sarili natin. So yun ang pagtanggap natin ng baptism. Ngayon, paano, paano, paano nangyari ito? Paano niya tayo linubog, sinama sa kamatayan ni Kristo? Tinuli, tinanggal yung unbelief. Papasok na sa verse 14. Yung it dito... Yan yung pag kinocrucify yung tao kasi ang Romans hindi sila mga hindi sila mga hangal, mga bobo na basta lang papako ng tao. Sa lahat ng pinapako sa cross, dan doon nakasulat anong kasalanan na nagawa nila para makita ng tao merong justice. Ah, ito si Epi rapist. Ah, mabuti sa kanya kasi nang rape siya. Oh, kaya mabuti pinako siya. So alam na ng tao merong justice. Yan yun. 
Paano nangyari tayo pinatawad ng Diyos sa lahat ng ating kasalanan? Pagsasalangsang 11 to, to 12 to 13 by blotting out the handwritings ordinances that was against us. Yan yung, yan yung accusation sa atin. It was contrary to us. Alam mo mga kapatid, pagdating sa kasalanan, ayaw natin gumawa ng kasalanan pag may nakakakita sa atin. We don't want to do anything that is sin because we don't want to do it as long as people are watching us. Left on our own, kung tayo-tayo lang, gagawa tayo kasi by nature naka-intune naka yung buhay natin, yung likas natin sa kasalanan. So dito, kahit naka-intune yan, yung kasalanan by nature, kontra talaga sa atin. Bakit? Kasi walang gagawin niya kung hindi dadalhin tayo sa kamatayan. It will bring us to death. So it's contrary to us and took it. Yung it dito, ito yung kasalanan, ito yung charge against us. It took it out of the way. Tinanggal niya yung barrier, yung alitan between holy God and sinful man. What is the barrier between God, holy God and sinful man? Our sin. So he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So, the glorious thought, yung kinanta kahapon, yung isang araw. My sin, not in part, not just in part, but I hold lahat buo. All transgressions, all trespasses was nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Tama yung kaawitin. Imbento lang ba yun? Magkocontribute ba yun sa Bible? Hindi. Hugot yun galing sa katotohanan ng Bible. So wag nating ipapako yung kautusan kasi walang kasalanan yun. That the, the, the law of God will stand forever. So wag tayo magbigay ng Bible study na alatsyamba. Titingnan natin yung context, yung pretext para safe lahat yung turo natin. Ayaw, na, ayaw natin gamitin itong hindi familiar sa atin itong 11 to 13. Kasi yung naririnig natin lagi sa presentation na proof text hanggang dito lang sa verse 14. Hey brother Epi, paano itong verse 17? Kaya nga ang kabuuhan ng kaligtasan natin, nandun lang talaga kay Kristo. So hindi pa ito kay Moises, hindi ito nagtutukoy kay Moises. Kasi hindi lang mga mga Hudyo yung mga, mga rituals. Ang kausap niya dito ay mga, mga, mga pagano na naging kristyano, tinanggap si Kristo, pero naniniwala pa rin sa higher powers. Kaya makikita niyo dito sa Colossians yung mga word na authorities, powers. O, kasi akala nila may iba pang powers malibang kay Jesus. Yan ang ibig sabihin. So patuloy na tayo mga kapatid. Medyo natagalan tayo dito kasi kailangan malaman din natin ang katotohanan at pagsisihan natin yung maling approach natin na kaya insecure tayo sa kaligtasan natin kasi laging ang ang pinako si Kristo na sa halip tayo ang pinako yung kautusan dito may encounter natin radical encounter ito ngayon na hindi ipapako yung kautusan tayo ang nagkasala tayo ang mamatay pero hindi tayo pinatay ng Diyos sa ating mga sarili kung hindi doon kasama ni Kristo upang sa kanyang pamumuhay kasama niya tayo perfect life that is uh, the ground the foundation of our righteousness that's why Christ our righteousness then when Christ died we died together with him and God rose him from the dead we were God raised us up together with him from the dead 
Yan yung. So pag naunawaan natin ito mga kapatid, ang unang magta-transmit ng message ito dito sa ating understanding. Sabi natin ganun pala yon, pero hindi yun ang Hindi hindi talaga natin ito maririnig kung saan kasi kung, kung hindi natin pag-aralan. We have to treat the word of God directly. God is talking to us through Paul at kung sino pang gagamitin niya. Pero wag niyong kasi sabi ni Brother Epi o kasabi ni Pastor Solano, Pastor Art. Pag magbasa, mag-aral tayo, it is God talking to us through the Holy Spirit. Use his inspired and holy man. Kita niyo mga kapatid? Anyway, so tuloy tayo. So ang purpose talaga ng at ang meaning ng atonement is taking away the barrier. Ang barrier natin is our sin. Ngayon, through the death of Jesus Christ, tinanggal niya na yung alitan. The same as Ephesians chapter 2, 13 to 15. Basahin niyo, ganun din. Ang issue naman doon, kasi yung mga Hudyo, kahit man na Kristiyano na sila, may na-convert ng mga Gentiles, doon sa loob ng templo, meron pang namamagitan na kortina. Kasi mas banal kami kaysa sa inyo. Kayo mga hindi kayo kasama. Parang afterthought. Salvation of the plan of redemption from beginning to end. Gentiles, they are not afterthought. Yung salvation nila, hindi yung sabi ni Lord, ay kawawa naman tong mga Gentiles, iligtas ko rin ito sila. Hindi. Kasama sila. Pero dinistort nga ng kaaway sa mind ng mga Hudyo na nagkaroon sila ng sense of ownership ng salvation, monopoly. Tayo as a church, ganun din. We have a sense of ownership at kahalos lahat ng denomination na usong-uso yung kami lang ang ililigtas. Kaya maraming tayo anang religion. Ngayon, para pumasok yung tao sa religion namin, gagamit ako ng negosyo. Commerce. Yan ang pamamaraan ko. So, padamihan na ngayon ng membro. Na kahit Marami tayong mga backsliders, mga mahina ng mga membro. Basta marami lang tayong napabautismo. Corrupted talaga mga kapatid. Ito na yung panawagan ng Panginoon. We have to repent from this. Meaning, turn around from self-interpretation, from the wrong understanding, to the light, of the, the light that streams from the cross through the pure message that comes directly from the Word of God. Anyway, ang haba ng aking explanation dito sa Isaiah 59 verses 2 to 3. So anyway, so lahat itong mga nangyari ng kaligtasan natin, God's act of redemption, nangyari ito lahat, it happened everything from birth to the resurrection of Jesus Christ in His humanity which He was made of. Kaya sabi ng spiritual vitamins natin, spirit of prophecy, sa Selected Messages, Volume 1, page 244, the humanity of the Son of God is everything to us. It is the golden chain that binds our souls to Christ and through Christ to God. So dito ito isinagawa. God executed our redemption, salvation doon sa humanity ni Jesus Christ. So if we have time, we need to study the truth as it is in Christ in His humanity. Okay, now. O dito, anong nakikita? Gagawin natin itong interactive, even if I don't hear you, I'll just try to make this as much as possible interactive. Anong nakikita nyo dyan? Tama. Desktop. 
Desktop na ano? Tama. Apple. Mm -mm. Nandiyan. Computer. Apple. Uh, screen. Monitor screen ng Apple. Ganda, no? So, dito sa monitor, anong nakikita nyo? Nandiyan na naman yung <laughs> river, mountain, and island. Hindi ko alam bakit nandito na ito noon pa. <laughs> Pero kung titingnan natin, ito ay 14K. 10, 1040, something like that. Talagang nandito na lahat ng pixel. Kaya maliwanag na maliwanag. Kita mo yung dagat, yung bundok. Dito sa tinatayuan natin, nandito tayo sa island. Nandiyan na naman. So ano anong dyan? I-describe nyo. So lahat ng description, may bundok, may tubig, may island dito sa gilid. Tama po lahat yun. All, everything that you say is correct. However, my point that I want to share to you tonight with this screen, yung picture na nakikita niyo dyan about this mountain, river, and island is a clear picture. I hope you agree. Masyado napakaliwanag kasi lahat ng pixel nandyan. Ibig sabihin, lahat ng liwanag ng katotohanan ng Diyos, ipinahayag ng Diyos at binigay at pinagkatiwala sa atin. Medyo nabulag lang tayo ng ating self-righteousness and denominational pride. So titingnan natin, anong talagang liwanag? Anong gustong ibig sabihin itong ipaabot ni Brother Epi? We must be absolutely without shadow of a doubt. We must be absolutely clear that on the cross. Kaya kung minsan sabihin natin, yung turo nyo parang protestante. Hindi, iba. Kasi distinct yung binigay sa atin ng Panginoon. Sa kanila, yung cross, conditional eh. O, ginawa ng Diyos yung kanyang bahagi, gagawin natin yung bahagi natin. Although nagtuturo yung mga protestante, yung evangelicals ng salvation by grace, ang totoo nun, salvation by works pa rin kasi may gagawin pa talaga. Kagaya din natin. So on the cross, The sins of the whole world, the sins of the entire human race, the sin as an act and sin by as a nature, was atoned for by the death of Jesus Christ. We have been reconciled to the death of Jesus Christ. So as a result, you and I, sinful humanity, yung mga kakilala natin, yung mga inutangan natin, yung mga hindi natin, lahat, sinful humanity was reconciled to God. Past tense, through the death of our Lord Jesus. This atonement or reconciliation was perfect, full, and complete. That's why this message, this truth, this doctrine of day of atonement is part and parcel of the good news in the New Testament. Romans chapter 5, verse 10, 2 Corinthians 5:18. God was in Christ reconciling the world, not putting or not charging our sins against us but give us the message of reconciliation. Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. All authorities, everything that is in heaven and earth has been reconciled. So doon ito sa cross. Ang tanong ngayon, Brother Epic, if everything, sin in nature and in action, in performance, was already reconciled, dealt with at the cross, how come there's still a day of atonement? Diyan napapasok yung question at accusation sa atin. Bakit? Kung meron ng atonement doon sa cross, maliwanag na, na atonement na tayo eh. 
Bakit meron pang Day of Atonement? Bakit binigyan pa ng Panginoon ang kanyang bayan, yung kanyang spiritual Israel ngayon nung itinatag niya itong Advent Movement ng turo ng Day of Atonement kung meron na tayong atonement? We must not be confused of the Day of Atonement and the Atonement. Doon sa cross, yun ang the atonement. Yun yung nangyari doon sa altar of burnt offering. Pero pagdating dito sa most holy place na once a year, every 10th day of the 7th month, that is the day of atonement. Ano yun? Anong issue? Bakit may ganun pa? Ah, ganito yun mga kapatid. How can there be a final Day of Atonement to be accomplished in the future, or at least after the millennium, after after the thousand years, if the atonement on the cross was full and complete. Ganito yon mga kapatid. Ang Biblia punong puno ito ng tinatawag na paradox. Ang ibig sabihin, merong mga points at katotohanan ang Panginoon na gusto niyang ipabot sa mga tao, pero hindi makakonek yung mga tao kasi We are spiritually dead. Hindi tayo makonek. Kaya karamihan ng mga preachings at teachings ni Jesus Christ, gumagamit siya ng parable para makakonek yung tao. That's why we need a radical reconnections, revival from what we, we have been taught and go directly from the Word of God. Para ma-determine, ma-detect natin yung still small voice in its purity na galing sa loob ng, ng salita ng Diyos. Hindi yung mga tinuro lang sa atin kung sino-sino. Totoo yun, tama yun. But God is allowing us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So the Bible is full of paradoxes. Anong ibig sabihin ng paradox? Yung bang isang bagay na kung titingnan mo parang nag-aaway. Kaya yung debate natin yung about the law, eh, works of work, yung salvation by grace, salvation by Matindi at mainit na debate ito lagi. It produces more heat than light. Kasi yung maraming tao naniniwala na nandiyan pa yung law, kailangan natin gumawa. Yan yung we will be judged by the law. Pag-usapan natin yan next time, pag may panahon. We will be judged by the law. Tapos we are saved by grace. So titingnan natin itong paradox na to. Hindi ko kayo makita pero just react kung anong makikita nyo dito. Anong nakikita nyo dyan na word? Oh, kita nyo na? Magkaiba-iba tayong panig dito sa mundo. Iba-ibang lugar, iba-ibang oras. Pero iba-iba rin yung reaksyon natin. Nung una, akala lang natin, yan lang yun. Meron pa pala. Akala natin, false lang. Pero yung iba, matinik yung mga paningin, kita kagad nila yung true. Yung iba naman, gagawing joke, trolls. Kasi may SE. So kita nyo, paradox yan mga kapatid. Nandiyan yung word na false, Nandiyan din yung word na true. Combination. Actually, yun ang gawain ng kaaway. Yung i-confuse tayo eh. Pero huwag tayo ma-confuse. Kasi nandiyan yung true. Nandiyan din yung false. Pinagsama lang talaga sa isang word. Yan ang paradox. Yung true tsaka false. Magkaaway talaga yan. Pero magkasama sila dito. So, anong nakikita mo kagad? False or true? Oh. Yan ang paradox. Meron pa tayo kasi kailangan natin malaman ito. Ito. 
Pag hindi natin makikita ito, mahihirapan talaga tayo. Dito, ano nakikita nyo? Yung iba, alam nyo na ito eh. Some of you knows this picture already. Some of you don't. So anong nakikita nyo sa picture dito? Dito sa picture na to, dalawa ang nandyan. Isang old woman, tsaka isang young woman. Pag hindi nyo makita yan, mahirapan tayo magtuloy nitong pag-aaral na to. Yung young woman, naka-side view, ito yung kanyang mata, na doon yung pilikmata, tsaka ilong. Pag nakita nyo yung cursor ko. Ito yung kanyang pisngi, papunta ng, uh, anong tawag nito, yung chin, papunta dito sa panga. Ito yung kanyang tainga, ito yung kanyang buhok, at ito yung kanyang, uh, ano nga yung linalagay sa ulo eh? Hindi yung takip sa ulo pag malamig. Tubaw. Brother Epi. Ha? Ano pastor? Tubaw. Tubaw, oo. Kung, yung scarf, oo, oh, tubaw. Hmm. Yan. So, thank you Pastor Art. <laughs> I really need help when it comes to terminology. So, sana nakita niyo yung, dala, yung, yung batang babae dito. Dalaga. Hindi ko alam kung may asawa, hindi ko pa siya nakita. Eh. Pero alam ko bata pa siya. Nakaside view siya. Pangalawa, The same picture, naka-side view din. Pero matanda naman. Ito yung kanyang dalawang mata. Pilik mata, ito yung isang mata. Yan, yan yung mata niya. Ito yung ilong niya. Nung matanda, ito yung ilong niya. Tapos ito yung kanyang bibig. Ito yung kanyang baba. Yung chin. Yawan ko kung ano. Ito pudong. Yung pudong babaw. Thank you, Pastor. So nakita, I, I hope nakita niyo mga kapatid. Isang picture, dalawang dinadala. Isang bata pang babae, isang matandang babae. I hope nakita nyo. Yung iba medyo mahirapan pa, kaya lang wala tayong time. Tsaka hindi kasi tayo live na actual nag-i-interact. Pangalawa, lalaki na naman. Oh, ano nakikita nyo dito? Matang din lalaki o batang lalaki? Yung batang lalaki, naka-side view na naman. Papuntang kaliwa nyo. Actually, kanan dito, pag sinabi natin kanan, ang dentista medyo mahirap yan kasi pag sa kana, sa dentista, yung kanan niya ay kaliwa natin. Yung, mag, yung pag sinabing, alam mo may muta ka dito, ikaw naman, sa kaharap, mirror yun eh. Dito ka, dito ka kukuha sa kaliwa. Kasi pareho, pareho yung side eh, nagkakaharap kayo. Ang totoo, pag tinuro ka dito sa kanan, pag nakaharap ka, dapat sa kanan ka. Pero ang tendency, dito talaga tayo sa, oy may muta ka dito oh. Ang kaharap mo, dito siya titingin. Kasi harapan eh. Mirror. So ito naman, ito yung panga ng batang lalaki, bata pang lalaki. Ito yung baba, ilong, mata na nakasive yung nakatingin doon sa malayo. Yung matanda dito, ito yung kanyang noo, ito yung kanyang ilong, yung panga ng lalaki na nakasive yung ilong ng matandang lalaki. Ito yung kanyang mata, yung kabila hindi na makita eh. Ito yung kanyang mata, ito naman yung kanyang Uh, lips. Ito yung sombrero. I hope nakita niyo mga kapatid. Ano ang point mo dito, Brother Epi? Ang point natin dito is this. Sa panahon, sa oras, once we realize that salvation in the Bible is presented as both objective truth, pinag-aralan na natin ito dun sa justification by faith or salvation by, by faith, objective truth, yung ginawa ng Diyos kay Kristo, objective, as well as our subjective experience. Magkaiba pala yun. Iisang pinanggagalingan nun, pero iba. 
may ginawa ang Diyos sa atin para sa lahat is worldwide. Holy history yun. Yung nangyari sa atin kay Adam, wala naman tayo doon physically. Nung si Abraham nagbayad ng tithes kay Melchizedek, wala doon si, si Levi. Pero it happened to him. Nung lumaki na siya, naging siya na yung saserdote, yung, yung priesthood ni Levi is, is uh, inferior sa priesthood ni Jesus Christ. So yan yung subjective experience niya. Pag naunawaan natin ito, the problem and confusion about salvation will be solved. Kasi we are saved by grace of Jesus Christ and we experience it by faith. You see? So dito, titingnan na natin ito. It was the day of if those the day yung day of atonement that pointed forward to the reality or the culmination of the plan of salvation that God purposed, God promised, and God executed in the holy history of Jesus Christ. Kaya dito sa Day of Atonement, apat na bagay ang involved dito. At dito sa apat na bagay na ito, yung first two, mangyayari ito, ngayon na ito, ngayon na nangyayari ito. Now is the judgment. Now is the time of judgment. Hindi yung, 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 yung judgment kasi ang akala natin i-investigate ni Lord o oh, anong ginawa mo. Hindi yun. Saka na natin pag-usapan yan, yung, yung judgment. Hindi yun yung i-investigate who will be qualified. Kasi ma-illegal ma yung teaching natin doon pag ganun. Walang ma-qualified sa langit sa ating mga gawain. The purpose of judgment is pag-aralan natin next time. Kung ano yun, pag may panahon pa. So, dito sa judgment na nangyayari sa pre-advent judgment, God will vindicate the faith of the saints, the heart response. Kasi the faith of Jesus Christ, inaccept natin, nandito na ngayon, meron na tayong faith in Jesus Christ doon sa faith niya. Ngayon, yung faith natin kay Jesus will never save or contribute. It will allow us to experience. So that, that's what Christ is doing for us in the heavenly sanctuary. God is vindicating the people of God in their faith. Number two, God will cleanse the heavenly sanctuary. At it happened, it started, it happened, it was fulfilled in 1844. Saka naman natin, pag ano tong cleansing of the sanctuary, yung iba sa inyo, meron na kayong idea niyan kung ano talaga yan. Kailangan magiging tanong dito, kailangan ba ng langit ng linis? Siyempre. Bakit? Saka na yan. Pero focus muna tayo dito sa Day of Atonement. Basta ito yung dalawang pangyayari. God will vindicate the saints and God will cleanse. Actually, He's doing it now. Cleansing the heavenly sanctuary. Pagkata, pagdating ni Jesus, na, nandito na yung mga movement, mga signs na darating na si Jesus. Dadalhin niya tayo sa langit. We're gonna have our vacation for 1,000 years in heaven, sa, sa langit kasama natin si Jesus. Sama-sama tayo. Praise God. Pagkatapos ng 1,000 years, dito na papasok yung tinatawag na the day of atonement final day of atonement, typified, typified in the day of atonement sa Hebrew sanctuary or ancient sanctuary. Ito nang gagawin ng Diyos. God will bring sin to an end. Satan and believers to an end. And He will usher in everlasting righteousness. Hindi siya pwede mag-usher ng everlasting righteousness habang mayroong confusion ang mga tao kahit sa bayan. Ngayon mga kapatid, kahit naniniwala tayo sa Diyos, Meron pa rin tayong mga tanong. Pagdating ni Jesus, itatanong ko talaga sa kanya yan. Yung mga attitude natin. Na meron, lagi tayong duda sa Panginoon. Yan, in-inject. Nilinagay ng, ng kaaway yan. Eh. 
hindi kaya kailangan injection na ng vaccine na may na may chips na takot na takot yung ating mga kapatid kasi lalagyan ng chip. Hindi ilalagay. Linagay na ni Satanas doon kay Adam para yung lahat ng kanyang descendants kahit hindi niya natuksuin our nature is in tune to follow Satan. But through the gospel, the 144,000, the remnant of God will follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Through the gospel message. Tignan niyo mga kapatid. Yan. Yan yung apat na bagay. Ngayon, merong dalawang issue dito sa, sa teaching na ito, sa doctrine. Yung issue na ito ay ganito. Hindi ba yung Day of Atonement nangyari na natupad na doon sa cross? Yung, yung Day of Atonement daw. Yung Atonement nangyari na doon sa cross. Hindi yung Day of Atonement. Eh bakit may Day of Atonement pa? Hmm. Pangalawa, kaya kailangan ba talagang malinisan yung sanctuary doon sa langit? Kailangan maintindihan natin itong cleansing of the sanctuary sa langit bago tayo uh, objectively, bago natin mai-apply ito sa ating temple dito sa atin. Kasi ang temple natin magkakaroon ng cleansing kung meron tamang cleansing ng understanding yung purity of the message of the everlasting gospel. Pag naliwanagan tayo sa everlasting gospel, yung final instruction ni Jesus Christ sa Mount River and Island, hindi na tayo magtatanong. It will absorb. Makikita mo na si Jesus talaga yung nagsasalita, nagbibigay ng kanyang final prescription para hindi tayo madaya ng kaaway, hindi tayo makainom ng wine of the wrath of her fornication. Yun ang purpose nitong ministry na binuo ng Panginoon na hindi natin ma-explain bakit nagsama ito. Ito pala yun. Okay, so yan yung dalawang issue doon. Iisa-isahin natin. Sanctuary. Isa sa pinakamahabang, actually yun lang talaga, pinakamahabang sermon sa New Testament. Yung sermon ni Stephen bago siya batuhin. Kasi si Jesus ang tinataas niya. Pag tinaas natin si Jesus, marami talaga ang kokontra because by nature, this flesh, this mind is against Christ. Pero isa sa mga statement na binanggit niya bago siya pinatay, binato, kasi ang ending ng sermon niya hindi yung may you grow in grace, may the, love, may the love of God be upon you. Hindi yun ang ending ng sermon niya. Alalahanin natin si Stephen. He is one of the Gentiles that was converted. Sabi, alam niyong ending ng sermon ni Stephen? You stiff-necked people. You always resist the Holy Spirit. So tayo, pray tayo ng pray ng Holy Spirit na binigyan na ng Diyos. Actually, we are, we are already resisting the Holy Spirit kasi nandito yung message, pinagkaloob, pinagkatiwala ng Diyos. God entrusted us and He bring everything, every light of the directing of the world given to us, entrusted to us, and yet we're still asking for the Holy Spirit. So ito yung sabi ni Stephen. Our fathers, talking about the Israelites, had a tabernacle of witness. Ang tawag niya doon sa pinatayo ng Diyos doon sa templo is tabernacle of witness. That is the gospel. Preaching of the gospel. The gospel from beginning to end. The gospel, the fruits of the gospel, holy living, sanctification, and the hope of the gospel. Dito sa hope of the gospel, ito yung day of atonement. Kasama dito. So in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking into Moses, that he should make according to the fashion that he had seen. 
Saan yun? Doon sa bundok, doon sa Mount Sinai. Ngayon, tayo lang ang nag-claim, which is totoo, na binigay ni Lord dito sa atin na nag-contribute sa Christianity itong sanctuary message, sanctuary doctrine. Pero may dalawang tayong problema sa sanctuary doctrine natin. Number one, hindi masyado pinag-uusapan to dito sa loob. Number two, hindi lang talaga, talaga labas, not only outsider, not only non-Adventists are accusing and rejecting this message, but even most of our leaders and members. Kaya hindi, na, hindi masyado natin maririnig ito, mga special occasions lang pag may mga revival, dito natin maririnig ito. Pero sa regular sermon, wala. Alam mo ginagawa natin ngayon? Kuha ng mga material sa labas, dadalhin sa pulpito para ma-entertain yung mga congregation at sasabihin, ang galing ng speaker, tawa ng tawa ako, hindi ako makatulog. Pero pagdating sa truth and spirituality, empty pa rin tayo. Para tayong may balloon, malaki lang yung balloon because of the air inside. Once na natusok yun, sasabog yun. Yung bang masigla tayo, tapos active tayo sa church, driven by self-certainness kasi hindi pa natin alam yung love of God, pag walang pumuri sa atin o may nakatisod sa atin, wala na. Titigil na naman yung excitement natin paglilingkod. So only the love of God that sustain the zealousness, the being active of church members of the child of God if we are rooted and grounded in agape. So hindi yung mga rituals, mga furnitures, buildings, wala doon. The truth of the sanctuary which is the gospel from beginning to end. From gospel, fruits of the gospel, and hope of the gospel. Tinan nyo yung vitamins natin. Desire of Ages 161. The temple erected for the abode of the divine presence was designed to be an object lesson. Object lesson lang yun. Hindi pinagawa ng Diyos yung kay Moses para pag sinunod nyo maligtas. Hindi. Object lesson na nagtuturo papunta doon sa reality si Jesus Christ. So object lesson for who? For Israel and for the world. Kaya dapat buhayin ulit natin, ilalagay natin na green. Paano mangyari yun? Every doctrine from the word of God from Genesis to Revelation must be studied in the context of the light that streams from the cross of Calvary. Kita nyo mga kapatid, para maintindihan natin yung last prescription ni Jesus Christ. Okay. Dito sa Hebrew, napag-aralan natin ito sa first night natin. Sa Hebrew, merong labing dalawa, 12 words for sin. Dito naman sa New Testament sa Greek, merong lima. Pag pinagsama natin ito lahat, uuwi ito sa main three definition of sin. And that is iniquity. Iniquity is not an act. This is nature. Pag kumain ka ng santol na maasim, ang, ang asim naman ito. Hindi yung, yung bunga, hindi yun ang maasim na santol. Yung variety ng puno. Pinaalam lang ng bunga sa'yo, the fruit of that uh, sour santol fruit or mango fruit is telling you that this variety of tree, of this fruit tree, is maasim. Doon mo, ma-identify natin na maasim yun, doon sa pumagitan ng prutas. Ganon din yung iniquity. Yan yung nature natin. Yung mga missing the mark natin, yung mga wrong acts natin, we come short of the glory of God is a byproduct of our nature which is iniquity because 
we are bent to self, self-centered. Lahat ng gawain natin outside of the love, the compelling, constraining love of Christ is polluted with self. Kahit yung mga religious acts natin, yung mabubuting acts. Kaya sabi ni Isaiah, all our righteousnesses, not unrighteousness, but all our righteousness, all our good works is filthy rags. So iniquity has to do with what we are by nature, by birth. So from head to toe, you go to a mall, look for somebody there and tell him, excuse me, I have something to tell you. And of course, with respect, what is that? Akala niya magtatanong ko kung saan yung SME. Eh. So sabihin mo, kapatid, alam mo ba na mula po yung hanggang talampakan, walang mabuting nananahan sa'yo? Do you know that from head to toe, there's nothing good in you? And after telling that guy, you have to run as fast as you can. Bakit? Insulto yun sa kanya. So the Hebrew word simply means bent, bent to self. Pag-aralan na natin to Review lang ito kasi ginamit din ito dito sa Day of Atonement. And has to do with our innate sinfulness. Kaya kahit sa mabuting gawa natin, polluted pa rin ng self. Kaya pagdating ng Panginoon, at sinabi natin, Lord, nag-ministry kami sa mga priso, nagpakain kami sa mga hubad, at nagdamit kami sa mga gutom. Nagpalabas kami ng, sandali lang, nagpaka, nagdamit sa mga gutom at nagpakain sa hubad. Mali yata, Brother Epi. Kung may nakita ka na gutom at hubad, anong unahin mo? Dadamitan mo muna o pakainin mo? Yung totoo lang. Hmm, ikaw nang bahala dyan, ipag-pray mo yan. Anyway, nagpalaya kami ng mga masasamang espiritu in your name. Puro in your name. So it doesn't matter if you use the name of Jesus Christ. Kasi yun talaga ang totoo. Pero kung ang driving force natin paggamit sa name ni Jesus Christ, sasabihin ni Jesus, I know you not. Depart from me, ye that do what? Iniquity. So if because of iniquity, sa ibang translation, lawlessness, we don't really want to submit to the law of God. Because by nature, This nature of ours is enmity, alitan between the holy law of God and our sinful nature. And this nature will never surrender to that. So it belongs to the cross. It needs putting to death. And through the death of Jesus Christ, we have been circumcised of unbelief. Kita nyo? So number two, sin which is missing the mark, that is missing the mark innocently. Hindi natin alam. Kamali kayo, may prayer tayo, Lord, kung saan man kami nagkamali. Kasi hindi na talaga natin alam. Meron mga alam na natin, yung ini-enjoy natin, na ayaw lang tayo mahuli. Okay? Pero maraming bagay na hindi natin alam, we come short of the glory, hinihingi natin ang tawad. And, uh, most assuredly, patatawarin niya tayo because of the blood of Christ. If we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. First John chapter one, verse eleven, verse seven and nine. First John chapter one, verse seven and verse nine. Wag nyong itatanggalin yung verse seven do sa verse nine. Dalawa kasi yung grupo na inaaddress ni John dito eh sa First John. Yung mga believers na sabi nila kami hindi na kami nakakasala. Sabi ni John, pag sinabi mong hindi ka nagkakasala, sinungaling ka at ang katotohanan ay wala sa atin. Yung isa naman, alam natin na nagkakasala pa tayo. Kaya sabi ni John, if we confess our sins, 
He is faithful. Who is faithful? Him. Okay, pangatlo, transgression. Yung innocence natin na hindi natin alam. Pag nakita natin yung katotohanan ng salita ng Diyos, it will turn into transgression. Talagang mali talaga tayo. Transgressors talaga tayo. Sa Bisaya pa, supakiro talaga tayo by nature. Mananalangsang talaga tayo. So ito yung tatlong major definition ng ng sin. Na idid na actual experience natin and it will be dealt in the day of atonement. So dito sa issue, doon muna tayo sa cross. Doon sa cross, bawat kasalanan mga kapatid in in every sin, brothers and sisters. There are three things in sin. Number one, guilt. Number two, punishment. Number three, doon yung sa day of atonement. So in the in the atonement, dito sa atonement, doon sa cross, dalawang bahagi lang ng kasalanan ang inayos ng ating Diyos doon kay Kristo. The guilt and punishment. But the third one, the third element of every sin, doon yun ididil sa Day of Atonement. Ano yun, Brother Epi? Huwag mo kami bitinin kasi alas 9 na. Ah, Oo, oh, alas 9 na. Anong oras na ba? Mag-alas 8 dito sa amin. Mag-alas 9 dyan sa inyo. Mm-mm. So ano yun? Yung pangatlo. <laughs> binibitin. Hindi kita binibitin. Gusto kong maunawaan talaga natin ito. Total viernes naman. Pag sinabi natin, we delight in the Lord, in His Holy Sabbath day, we are delighting in the truth of His Word. So at the cross, it's called the atonement. God dealt at the cross of Jesus Christ our guilt and punishment. Sa bawat kasalanan, halimbawa, pinatay ko yung anak mo. Di ba? And hindi ako pumatay. May inutusan ako. Inutusan ko si pa, si si Brother Rafi. Brother Rafi, patayin mo yung anak ni ganito. So nakita doon sa CCTV si Brother Rafi yung pumatay doon sa bata. So guilty siya kasi siya yung pumatay. Anong kabayaran nito? Anong punishment? Anong anong resulta nito? Punishment. Kasi pinatay niya yung bata. Pero may isang bagay na hindi nakita doon sa CCTV. Alam mo kung ano yon? Kung sinong responsable ng pagpatay doon. Akala lang nila si Rafi kasi ang nagpatay mismo eh. Siya yung actual na nagpatay. Pero yung responsable kung bakit pinatay ni Rafi yon at bakit hinarap niya yung punishment ng kanyang pagkakasala na nagilti siya ay nandito kay Brother Epi. Nakita niyo ya? So in every sin, there are three things. Guilt, punishment, and responsibility. So at the atonement, at the cross, God dealt our guilt, the guilt of the whole world, and punishment. That's why by His justifying grace, we have been saved from guilt and punishment. Oh, titingnan muna natin kung gaano kabuo. How complete was the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for our sins? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14. Ito yung verse 
that will settle the problem of verse 26. If we willfully sin after we receive the knowledge of truth, masyado natin ginagamit yan na loose, na mali na namang application na pagdaraman mo na yung sabat, nalaman mo na yung vegetarian, lahat na lang. Yung sinabi doon na verse 26, if we willfully sin after we receive the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice. Talking about a willful deliberate of the rejection of the sacrifice of Christ. Kaya ang context nito dito sa verse 10 tsaka verse 14. At least sa verse 14. Basahin natin yung verse 14 kung ilan talagang beses kailangan mamatay si Kristo. Hebrews chapter 4 chapter 10 verse 14. For by one offering, isang beses lang, walang nang iba, walang, nahu, walang naiwan dun. Everything was dealt at the offering of Christ, of Christ's life at the cross. For by one offering, He hath perfected for how long? Forever them that are sanctified. Ibig sabihin ito mga kapatid, when Jesus died, on, before He died on the cross, he cried out, it is finished. Yung pinag-aralan na Saba. Natapos na yung redemption natin. John 19.30 He was declaring to the world that the human, the entire human race, the race of Adam, was fully redeemed. This is objective truth. This is God's supreme gift to mankind. All who have accepted willfully and deliberately surrender themselves to the truth as it is in Christ, accepted this salvation by faith, are sanctified by that one sacrifice, and stand perfect in Christ forever until Jesus comes. That's the sacrifice of Christ at the cross. Kaya sanctified forever. Or forever them that are sanctified. Okay, pupunta na tayo dun mga kapatid sa pangatlo. What is the issue in the day of atonement? Remember the three things of every sin? Guilt, punishment, and responsibility. So this is one of the issues that was not dealt with on the cross. That is to be dealt with on the day of atonement. Ano yon? Responsibility. Nakita niyo na mga kapatid? So ang issue in the day of atonement is who is responsible sa lahat ng mga pangyayaring kaguluhan, kasamaan dito sa buong mundo na nauuwi sa confusion, mga pag-aaway, patayan, sakit, lahat na lang nandito. Sino ba talagang responsible nito? Yan ang issue dun sa day of atonement. Kaya yung kambing, Dala, hindi ito pa yung hindi ito pa yung ihahain sa day of atonement eh kambing dalawang kambing isa for the lord isa for asasel oh, bilisan na natin ito kasi baka maubusan tayo ng oras so the issue in the day of atonement sinong responsible dito titingnan niyo yung hinihiling ng panginoon doon sa day of atonement is goat kambing pero dapat walang dungis Perfect, blameless, spotless yung kambing na yon. Ngayon, yung kambing na yon, si Kristo ba yan o si, Satan si Satanas? So titingnan natin. Kaya kambing yan because Jesus was made sin for us. Goat represents sin. Di ba yung pagdating ni Jesus Christ, he will, tell, he will say to the left 
on his left, yung goat saka sheep. Ang tawag niya doon sa mga unbelievers is goat. So goat represents sin. So Jesus Christ was made sin for us. Pwede siguro kung sin, si Satanas itong isa, hindi rin. Kasi spotless yan. So, of course, this represents Satan, pero hindi si Satan as, as Satan himself. It represents Lucifer before he became who, who became Satan. And he himself is the one who made himself Satan. So the Lord's goat, pag binasa niyo yun doon sa Day of Atonement, sa Leviticus chapter 16, the Lord's goat represents Christ because Christ was missing, and Azazel represents Lucifer. Sa Hebrew language, mga kapatid, in Hebrew language, died and was resurrected in the ninth, only in the 19th century. Ngayon, according to Hebrew scholars, which is non-Christians, non-Christian Jewish scholars, hindi sila, basta libro lang, Hebrew language scholars, Azazel, or Azazel, is the name of the devil. Yan yung nakita nila dun sa sa 19th century na discovery nila. Pero sa old manuscript, mga kapatid, yung mga na-discovery nila, pinakalumang-luma na, the oldest that exists are the Syriac manuscript. This manuscript interpret Azazel as the angel who revolted. Ngayon naman, yung mga karamihan ng mga Kristiyano, most Christians identify Azazel with scapegoat. So lahat ng points nila, pabor dito sa binigay ni Lord na na understanding natin. Which simply means, the one who takes the blame. Actually, sa New International Version, yung, yung Azazel, ang translation doon, ang nakalagay doon, goat of removal. So tama yun. Ang mali lang natin pag-present dito, yung direct tayo, tumatalon agad tayo, that the goat is, the other goat is, Satan. Hindi siya basta-basta Satan. He is Azazel. The other one is the Lord's goat. Yan yung re-represent kay Jesus. Medyo tama. Tama tayo dyan. Kaya lang, paano naging si Jesus yan? I lamb si Jesus Christ. Behold the lamb of God which take it away. Kaya yan, naging Jesus yan. It represents the Jesus that in a sense that God made him to be, who knew no sin to become sin for us. That in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Okay, pag medyo kwanto, ulitin nyo lang. Okay. So ito na yung issue dun sa Day of Atonement. God is sovereign. Maliwanag na maliwanag ito. This is the, a clear teaching of the Bible in the Old and New Testament. Meaning that nothing happened in this world or in the universe without God's permission or His consent. He is the Lord. He is the one that created all things. Nothing happens without Him and without His permission. That's what it means to be sovereign. Because God is sovereign, He must assume the blame for all what happens in His kingdom from heaven coming down to earth. Kaya makikita mo, oh, hinulog ng Diyos si Satanas dito sa lupa. Eh bakit naman niya hinulog dito sa lupa? Wala ba siyang common sense? Kita mo, ang daming problema natin. Ganon yung mentality natin. Mahilig tayo mag-investigate, mag-reklamo sa Panginoon. So titingnan natin ito, mga kapatid. Nandito na yung tinatawag na blame game. Saan dito si Asasel? Saan dito yung Lord's 
Lord's goat, andito yung Azazel's goat. Hindi mo ma-identify. Kaya ang gagawin ng saterdote ni Aaron in the Day of Atonement, magkakaroon ng ng bunot-bunot kung sino dito ang kay kasi hindi ma-identify eh. So yan ang problema. Hindi natin ma-identify because of we cannot identify the problem, the source. Yan ang question. Sino ba talagang responsible nito? Bak bakit na lang ng Diyos pinahintulutan niya si Satanas? Yan ang question lagi. Dalang-dala talaga tayo sa negosyo ni Satanas. Ang blame talaga natin kay Lord. Pero pag mag-brown mag out sa ating mga crusade o may masamang pangyari, sisihin naman natin si Satanas. Sabi ni Satanas, oh, wala ako dyan ah. <laughs> So, confusion nandun. So, dito, titingnan natin, aayusin natin itong blame game. Isa-isahin natin. Okay? Punta muna tayo doon kay Adam. Genesis chapter 3, 9-12. Nag-usap ang Panginoon, naglalakad ang Panginoon, the cool of the day. Tili na lang yung mga tao para mag-enjoy doon sa kanyang tinanim na garden. God planted a garden, yung Eden. Oh. Tapos, naglalakad ng Panginoon. Wala si Adam. Dito sa verse 9. And the Lord God called the man and said to him, Where are you? Sagot ni Adam, I heard the sound of you in the garden. Kita mo pag guilty tayo sa Panginoon, ayaw natin dumating si Jesus. Pero pag natalaman natin itong katotohanan, in Christ, gusto na natin dumating. So I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid. Because I was naked. Kaya ako nagtago, so I hid myself. Tinan niyo yung sagot ng Panginoon. Walang accusation dun eh. He said, who told you that you are naked? May nagsabi ba sa'yo? Siyempre yung conscience ni, ni Adam yun kasi nandun sa kanya yung Holy Spirit. Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? Ito na yung nangyari mga kapatid. Na actual na nangyayari sa atin. Kaya totoo talaga yung Bible. Tinanggap ni Adam na kumain siya. Yes, Lord, kumain ako. Pero baka mamaya sisihin mo ako, Lord, eh. Kaya nagtago ako. Ano talagang reaksyon ni Adam? The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me some of the fruit of the tree and I ate. So tinanggap niya, kumain siya. Ibig sabihin, tinanggap niya, nagkamali siya, nagkasala siya. Pero sinong sinisisi niya? Oh, mga kapatid, hindi niya sinisisi yung babae. Adam was not blaming the woman. He was blaming somebody who gave that woman to him. Tinan niyo, look at it. The woman whom you gave. Mabilis kasi tayo mag-interpret agad. Dahan-dahanin talaga natin ito. The woman whom you gave. Pagdating naman kay Eve, yung serpent. Sinong gumawa ng serpent? Siyempre ang Diyos. Pero pagdating doon sa serpent, hindi niya na kinausap yung serpent. God never talked to the serpent about why this thing happened. Kinausap na kaagad ng Panginoon. That between you and her seed, I will put enmity. And her seed will crush your head. That means to dismantle. Kasi buhay pa si Satanas ngayon eh. Ang i-dismantle, i-re-reveal lang talaga ng Diyos ang 
pandaraya ng kaaway ka at kasingnungalingan. At doon sa cross na ihayag na inayro. At the cross, at the cross where I said, first saw the light. Anong light yun? Yung liwanag ng great controversy kung sino talaga ang may kasalanan dito. So, nakita niyo mga kapatid, ayong kasalanan nandito sa atin, we don't want to admit and accept responsibility. Halimbawa, nagbiyahe kayo mula mula Cavite, papuntang Mindanao, ay mainit habang nagtatravel kayo. Siyempre, aircon yung sasakyan nyo. May nagbuga ng hangin na hindi maganda. Siyempre, reklamang, hmm, hmm, hmm. Pero walang tatanggap kung sinong responsible. Dito sa church namin, nandiyan ako sa Pilipinas nung nangyari, pinutol yung wire ng, ng speaker ng organ, tinapon yung, hindi lang pinutol, tinapon pa yung speaker. Pagdating ko dito, yung nagka-problema na yung church. So nag-meeting kami. Wala nang tatanggap kung sinong pumutol at sinong nagtapon. Bibili na lang daw ng bago. Ganyan tayo, yan yung iniquity. Self-preservation, I have to protect my pride myself. Kaya ina-accuse ni Satan si Jesus kasi ayaw niya na siya yung may kasalanan. Yan yung blame game. Oh, isa pa. Tingnan natin. Genesis chapter 6 verse 6. Kinurap ni Satanas ang mind ni Abel na nauwi doon sa ani uh, ni Cain na nauwi sa pagpatay kasi tinatandaan niya na her seed will crush your head. So pag manganak itong babaeng ito, papatayin ko kaagad. Para he cannot crush my head. So kinurap niya yung mind ni, Abe, ni Cain, umuwi sa pagkapatay kay Abel. Eight umusbong na naman to si Seth. Dumami na naman yung tao. Kinurap na naman ni Satanas. Except Noah. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Pero ito, ito yung mangyari. Bago niya inutusan si, si Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 6. And if it repented the Lord that he made man on earth and it grieved him at his heart. O, oh, nagsisi pala ang Diyos? Bira mo yung Diyos. Akala natin hindi siya nagbabago. Bakit nagsisi siya na ginawa niya yung salibu? Ah, we have to look at this word, repent and grieve him in his heart in the context of the whole picture of the day of atonement that God is sovereign. Huwag natin basahin itong literal na, ah, talaga nagsisi. Paano yan kung nagbago ang, gusto niya tayong iligtas pero mga rebelde tayo, baka magbago yung isip niya. Magsisi na naman siya, hindi niya na tayo ililigtas. Ay talagang problema yon. Kaya we have to look at this verse, these words, these verses in the context of the day of atonement. So hindi siya nagsisi dahil nagkamali siya. He absorbed the blame sa mga nangyayari. Oh, ito pa. Matindi no? He repented, grieved his heart nagbago nagsisi siya so we have to interpret and understand this in the context of the day of atonement ito exodus chapter 4 verse 21 inutusan ng Diyos si Moses napuntahan si Pero at palayain yung kanyang tao tapos yung ending ng pag-utos ni Lord but i will harden his heart and he shall not let the people go ay kung ikaw ang kausap ni ni Lord puntahan mo si Juan sabi mo palayain Hmm. Puntahan mo si Rafi, maghilam ka ng kawali doon, pero habang papunta ka doon, tatawagin ko si Rafi. Part, huwag mong ipahiram yung kawali mo ha, pupunta si si Brother Alvin diyan. Bigyan mo ng hard time. Hmm. So pagdating niya doon, uuwi si Brother Alvin sa akin. Brother Epi, 
Ayaw ipahiram eh, gagamitin daw eh. Ang hindi alam ni Brother Alvin, tinawag, ito ba yun? Ganun ba yung Panginoon? <laughs> Tinan nyo, chapter 7, verse 14, chapter 4 ito eh. And the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refused to let the people go. Si, ang Diyos mismo nagsabi kay Moses, Moses, pinatigas niya yung, yung puso niya. Paano sinabi ng Diyos ito? Di ba nag-usap sila doon sa burning bush? Bakit nung nandun na si, si Moses kay Pharaoh, ang Diyos pa rin ang nagsasalita kay, kay Moses? Kasi kasama nga nalagi ng Moses ang Diyos. Hindi siya stationary. His, his throne has wheels. His chariots has wheels of fire. Chariots of fire. So wag nating ilagay ang Diyos na nakaupo lang doon sa trono. Nakaupo talaga siya, meaning He is on the authority. Hindi yung upo na kagaya ng ginagawa ko ngayon na nakaupo ng ilang oras na dito. So, let, let the people tumigas down. Pag binasa mo naman yung chapter 7, 22, chapter 8, 15, and 19, chapter 9, 12, makikita mo doon as the Lord had said. So, hati ngayon, makakaroon ngayon ng paradox. Sino ba talaga ang nagpatigas ng puso ni Pharaoh? Ang Diyos o si Pharaoh? So, dito, in the context of the Day of Atonement, Si Pero ang nag-decide na hindi niya ibibigay. Pero alam ng Diyos in his foreknowledge that Pharaoh will not give it to him. So he has to absorb. He has to ab- uh, um, assume the blame na naman na parang siya talaga yung nagpatigas. Kita niyo mga kapatid, kaya napakahalaga ng teaching ng Day of Atonement. Kasi ngayon ang either hihingi ang tao ng tulong sa Diyos dahil sa mga nangyayari dito pero sa isip natin ang Diyos talaga nagpadala ay pinadala ito ng Diyos, kaya ito na lang tanggapin. Dami natin mga kung ano-anong iniisip natin. First Samuel, ito matindi mga kapatid. Malapit na tayong matapos, huwag kayong mag-alala. Ang kalabang kasi ng everlasting gospel, yung relo natin, tsaka yung wall clock natin. Tingnan nyo, sa mga simbahan, may mga, ma, uh, may mga oras sa harap ng, <laughs> ng mga speaker. Hmm, Doon sa harap talaga ilalagay, kasi yan yung time ng, sa mga speaker. Alam nyo kung bakit? Kasi yung simba natin sa Panginoon, Naka, nakapailalim sa orasan. Pero sa hapon, wala naman tayong gagawin. Eh. Kwentuhan kung ano-ano lang. Lagi tayong nagmamadali sa Sabbath School. Ang ganda ng lesson natin, pero wala na tayong oras. Laging wala na ang oras. Divine worship, ang haba naman ng sermon. Tapos may, mag, may magse-sermon. O ito, mahaba yung introduction sa speaker. Tapos sabi ng speaker, Remember Lot's wife. Tapos umupo na yung speaker. Nagulat sila. Ha? Remember Lot's wife? Yun lang ang sermon? Kasi doon sa Remember Last Wife, buong sermon na yun. Anyway, so dito, tingnan natin. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Huh? Evil spirit from the Lord? Dagdagan pa natin yan. Verse 16. When the evil spirit from God is upon thee. Ah, mas matindi tayo ito mga kapatid. Evil spirit from God. Hmm. Verse 23, And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul. Oh my goodness. Evil spirit from God. Hmm. Palalain pa talaga natin. Chapter 18, verse 10. Marami pa ito. Dinagay ko lang dito ang ilang verses. And it came to pass on the morning or on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. Ikaw, maglilingkod ka pa sa Panginoon na meron siyang evil spirit? Akala ko, Holy Spirit yun. Bakit evil spirit dito? 
chapter 19. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul, and, and he sat in the house with his javelin in his hand. So nag-inspire kay Saul yung spirit of evil spirit from the Lord. Yan yung mga verses na magmakita natin ito. Iba talaga ang dating. Kaya napakahalaga. O ito. Ngayon, bago dumating yung final judgment, ano yung blame, ano yung pagsisisi na makita natin na inassume ng ating Diyos as God as sovereign, He has to assume that responsibility. Tingnan natin. Isaiah 45 verse 7. I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and create evil. Wow. Kaya pala may spirit of the create evil. I the Lord do all these things. Nako-confuse ba kayo mga kapatid? Huwag kayong ma-confuse. Kaya nga day of atonement para maliwanagan tayo. Anong issue sa day of atonement? Who is responsible? So bago dumating yung final day of atonement, God has to absorb and to assume all the blame na, 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 nang pumasok ang kasalanan mula doon sa langit. He has to absorb all the blame. As God as sovereign, nothing will happen. Because God is sovereign, nothing can happen without His permission. Pinahintulot niya, pero hindi siya responsible. Halimbawa, punta ka ng isang baryo, magbibigay ka ng Bible seminar, gagamit ka ng sound system, hihingi ka ng permit sa barangay. So pahihintulutan nila doon. Pero hindi yung barangay captain ang magpipreach. Nakuha niyo mga kapatid, you're gonna go to a place and do a Bible seminar, you're gonna use a loud sound system. Kasi akala natin yung loud cry, malakas na tinig. Loud cry is a clear, distinct, radical sound. Na pag dumating ito sa'yo, you have nothing to do but to decide. Either you surrender to the truth as it is Christ or you say no. No thanks. So for this reason, God assume all the blame for all the havoc and atrocities that sin has produced in this world. It is only after the a thousand years, ito yung day of atonement after a thousand years, when all have had the opportunity to examine, kasi mag-judges tayo, mag-open tayo ng book doon sa langit. The opportunity to examine God's dealing with sin problem. That all will confess. Ito na yun, ha? Just and true. Dito pa lang. Just and true are your ways, O God. For your judgments have been manifested. Ihahayag na ni Lord. Ito niyo mga kapatid? Oh, ito. On whom will God ultimately place the blame for sin problem? Leviticus. Basahin natin ito. Ito yung day of atonement. Leviticus. No, ayan yung, ayan yung dalawang kambing. The live goat in the verse presented presents Lucifer before the, before the fall, before that uh, iniquity was found in his heart the originator of the sin problem. After God has vindicated himself on the day of atonement, he will put the blame for all the havoc that sin has produced, introduced, and brought where it really belongs. Kanina ito, si Satan. Kaya hindi ma-identify dito kung, saan, kung sinong kambing dito. 
kung saan dyan si Jesus, saan si, si Satan. So, the, the high priest has to cast lots. Kita niyo mga kapatid? Hmm. So, technically speaking, Satan takes only the blame for sins or for the sins of the repentant sinners who were part of the first resurrection kung may na, yung mga namatay na. Tayo, mga last day generation of Christian, hindi na tayo dadaan ng kamatayan kasi tayo na yung sasalubong na buhay sa pagdating ng ating Panginoon. Kaya hinahanda niya tayo sa lahat ng message as much as possible na ibinigay ng Panginoon. So those who were part of the second resurrection had fully, willfully, persistently, and ultimately rejected the gospel. Therefore, they have no one to blame but themselves. Kasi binigay na ng, na lahat ng langit eh. Hindi nagkulang ang langit. Lahat na ng mensahe, paliwanag, instructions, binigay na ng Panginoon sa atin. So, God assumed the blame for all the bad things that have happened and are happening kasama na itong COVID dito. Hmm. Confused yung tao. Saan kaya galing itong mga ganito? Lahat na nangyari dito sa mundo. But on the day of atonement, mga kapatid, mga minamahal ko mga kapatid, bayan ng Diyos, the blame will be put on Satan, on Lucifer, the one who is really responsible for sin. Thus, the scapegoat represents Lucifer who turned himself into Satan. The one who truly deserves the blame. Mabasahin natin tong, tong Leviticus 16.21. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess. Tita niyo yung word na confess. I lay both his hands and confess over him dito sa, sa live goat sa Asasel God, over him, all the iniquities. Kita niyo yung tatlong definition ng sin dito. Iniquities of the children of Israel and all the transgressions and all their sins. Putting them upon the head of the goat and shall send him away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. Dito nagkakaroon tayo ng problema pag present natin dito. Kasi yung word na lay both his hands and confess upon his head to the head goats. Akala natin, linipat mismo natin yung kasalanan ng, kas ng bayan ng Diyos papunta dun sa kambing. Kaya usong-uso, sikat na sikat yung doctrine ng, substi ng vicarious substitution. Ang ibig sabihin mga kapatid, the lay both hands and confess and putting them on the head is to let the people know that this one Lucifer who turned into Satan is the one responsible. Hindi yung ililipat yung kasalanan. Kaya sabi ng mga, mga evangelicals, yung mga kayo na mga nagtuturo nitong Day of Atonement, dalawa ang tagapagligtas nyo. Si Jesus at si Satanas. Bakit? Kasi inilipat yung kasalanan. Eh. So hindi linipat yung kasalanan sa Day of Atonement. Sin is not transferred to the spotless goat. The program of the Day of Atonement is to let the people know the whole Israel and the whole world in the Day of Atonement that Satan is responsible of all the havoc and atrocities, problems, situation in this world. 
Yan ang ibig sabihin ng Leviticus 16.21. Kasi wala namang energy. Biro mo yung kasalanan ng buong... Kita nyo, yan yung tinatawag na corporate solidarity. The priest represents the whole people. Millions yung people dun. It represents one priest to lay his hand. Hmm. San, san dadalo yung energy dun? It's not about these things moving. It's the truth of the sanctuary, the atonement, and the day of atonement. Ang katotohanan dun, mga kapatid. Kaya, God assume the blame. Pero pagdating ng day of atonement, ipapakita niya. Kagaya ng mga sitwasyon sa buhay natin. Tsunami. Hmm. Tsunami. Lindol. Hmm. Nag-ikot-ikot na kaya nagtumba-tumba na yung mga mga building. Sino nga ikotin kung hindi tutumba yung mga pag-iisip at mga building? Hmm. Yung mga bagyo na grabing dating. Ayan. Yung mga barko pumunta na sa lupa. Saan galing ito? Galing ba ito sa Diyos? Ganyan ba ang Diyos na pag-ibig? Pinapabayaan niya yung mga tao? Mga ilang, ilang picture lang to Last na to eh. Yung mga nananampalataya sa Diyos, bakit niya pinahintulutan? Napatayin. Wala namang mga ginawang kasalanan. Patayin lang ng mga kung ano mga, kung ano, mga tao na walang kalaban-laban. Si David mismo sabi niya, We're almost done. David says, I will praise thee with a brightness of heart. Pag binasa mo yung, if you read the whole Psalm of David, the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, puro praises yun. Pero dito sa Psalm 119 verse 7, may sinabi si David. Sabi niya, I will. Hindi sinabi niya, I praise. Sabi niya, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned. Pag matutunan pa lang niya. Ano ang, ang, ang gusto niya? Uh, anong, paano niya? Bakit niya ipipraise yung Panginoon pag natutunan niya? Anong matutunan niya? Palabas, anong gusto palabasin ni David? When I shall have learned thy righteous judgment. Bakit righteous judgment? Pero mo hali siya. Tapos na, na damage yung mga anak niya, nagkagulo-gulo, nagpatayan. Hindi niya maisip ito kasi hindi niya masaway si Absalom kasi siya mismo may problema siya. He has a moral problem. Pero tagumpay pa rin yung pagiging hari niya, ang buhay niya. Pero meron siyang doubt sa isip niya. So sabi niya, Lord, I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learn thy righteous deeds. Kailangan mangyari to pag the day the thing na day of atonement. Pero sa atin mga anak ng Diyos, by the grace of God, he gave us already the light, the truth, the teaching of the day of atonement. Ngayon pa lang, today this very hour, we have to praise God with a brightness of heart because we already learned the righteous judgment of God how he dealt with sin. On the cross, guilt and punishment and on the day of atonement, He will reveal, and now we already know that Satan is responsible for all the sins, troubles that happen in this world. So on the great day of atonement, God will God will be vindicated. God, the character of God will be justified, will be vindicated. All the blame that ha, that He has assumed since the fall from heaven. Ito yung heavenly sanctuary cleansing ng heavenly sanctuary. 
sa mga minds ng mga created being ng mga angels. Hindi nila maintindihan. So mayroon silang duda. Doon maliliwanag. Yan ang tinatawag na cleansing of the heavenly sanctuary. Lilinisin ang pangalan ng Diyos. Ibibindicate na hindi pala siya ang responsable ng mga pangyayaring dinulot ng kasalanan. Oh, all the blame he has assumed since the fall will now be placed into the real culprit which is Satan. Only then will God be able to eradicate sin kasi hindi niya pwedeng gawin yun habang may mga duda yung mga tao. Eh. He will eradicate sin and usher in everlasting righteousness. My prayer, my desire in the name of Jesus Christ in the presence of the Holy Spirit under the authority of the throne of God which is in heaven that you and I, you and me, together with our loved ones, our brothers and sisters in the church, our community will be present on that final day of atonement. So the gospel message is inviting us to come to Jesus Christ so that we will experience the full scope of the story of redemption. And how are we going to do that? As we accepted this message, we have to listen the final prescription of Jesus Christ given by Jesus Christ himself in the river of Uli, Daniel chapter 8 and 11, and Jesus Christ himself in the Mount of Olives with his four disciples and at, in the island of Patmos, the last disciple, John the Revelator, John the Beloved. We have to listen to that final instruction for us to be present in the Day of Atonement. So, the sanctuary services, brothers and sisters, ended, culminate with the Day of Atonement. It represents the consummation, the closing events of the plan of salvation. This will bring to end, to an end, the great controversy between Christ and Satan. Do you see the importance, the significance of this teaching? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy, for your grace. That in your great love, you loved us and you demonstrated it on the cross. Which is your grace that you save us, which we don't deserve. And not only that you save us by your grace, but you empower us with your grace to do things that we cannot do in and of ourselves. Which is to accept you, if we don't, even if we don't understand, and accept and believe your message, your instructions. So I pray for all your children who are listening this time that we will respond to your calling. And thank you, Lord, for allowing to us to feast upon thy word. Anything that I say that is not pleasing to thee or any lies or anything that is not from thee, forgive me, Lord, and take it away. Because we cling and submit ourselves to your goal that you don't desire that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance because we are all your children by creation. But because you are agape, you don't want to force yourself. That's why you just offer your message of salvation through the Holy Spirit. And I pray that your children 
will learn to accept the truth as it is in Christ. So that through the indwelling, the continuous indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we will discern, submit, heed, and keep your final prescription that you have given to Daniel, your four disciples and gender revelator. Bless us tonight, Lord. And thank you for allowing us and inviting us to enter once again in your Sabbath day of rest. Praises, glory, and honor we give, we as your children who are listening now from different places, different time zone, we join together in one mind, one spirit into the throne of grace to glorify thy name and express our heartfelt appreciation of your great mercy, your goodness, your justice and righteousness. All these things we pray and thank you and we receive it in the precious, powerful, sweet, wonderful name of your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.